How are y'all doing today? Good, good. You guys, you know what? Um, I, when I was upstairs praying, I felt the Lord said to me, Clay, there's going to be a bomb detonating in this place. A love bomb. That sounds kind of, yeah, you're laughing at it, right? But I believe that this bomb, this, this, this love bomb is going to just detonate and actually reverberate in the country and affect the, the corners of this, of UK and beyond. And I believe that what, what's going to happen here this weekend, in the next two days, there's going to be just a, a spontaneous combustion of the love of God, a baptism of love beyond, uh, beyond anybody's wildest dreams. And so if you're ready to receive that, uh, I'm, I, I believe God is going to release that here. Um, I, I, you guys are the early crowd, right? Yeah? Well, I'm not holding back, though. So you can let them know when they come later, you know, your friends come later, you'll be like, where were you at? <laughs> Jesus came. He missed it. <laughs> Remember that book, Left Behind? I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> playing around. Oh, man, you guys are looking good out here. Come on, we the cause to live for, okay? I just want to let you guys know, let me, let me set some ground rules real quick, okay? I'm, I'm a black preacher. That means I want, I want some feedback. Okay? If I say something that's good, I don't want y'all to be like this. When I say something good, I want y'all to be like, yo, that was good, or amen, or give me more, or something. I want some feedback, okay? So you got, got permission to be a little loud. I know that for, for y'all introverts, you guys are scared right now. <laughs> for, your, for those introverts out there sitting in the audience there, you guys are probably like sweating right now, like, oh, I don't know about this. And I move around a lot too, so, you know. Pray for your boy that he don't, you know, electrocute himself up here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, so good, so good to be here. Uh, I uh, am from Illinois. I'm from the States. Uh, please, don't, yeah, you can pray for me later. You can pray for me later. It's okay. It's colder there than it is here, okay? Mm -mm. Um, but uh, anyways, yeah, I'm, my name is Clay, like the potter. Um, I, I work at the Vineyard Church in, in Urbana, Happen Die, Layman, um, Putty Putman, um, a lot of people who've come here and blessed this house. We've actually been um, connected on a lot of different scales, and I just love the connection. I love what God is doing when he's stitching the hearts of just the larger seed church together. You know, he's stitching the hearts of the larger seed church together. So that's been really, really cool. I'm the evangelism pastor and college pastor out there at my, in my church. Um, love what I do. Um, I get to travel and speak and teach, and I also get to pour into young people, the college-age youth back home, and preserve the fire, the evangelistic fire of our house. That's what I'm charged to do, and that's what I love, love doing. Um, but, and also a husband. I'm a, I got a family picture. Can I get, I love my family. I'm a husband of 14 years, married to my baby girl named Regina, and uh, we have two sets of boy-girls, sets of twins, yes. I said it, two sets of boy-girl sets of twins. We are rocking in double, double portion blessing. 
I asked the Lord for a double-double. No, this is a real story, true story. Uh, I asked the Lord for a double-double portion blessing. He decided to have fun with that. <laughs> so, so, you know, two sets of boy, boy, girl, boy. boy. So the first set, I, I love bragging on my family. Hold on. First set are the A set because their names start with A's. The second set is the E set because their names start with E's. And if I would have had a third set, they would have been the I set. A-E-I-O-U. Okay, we're moving on. I'm sorry. Wah, wah, wah. So, uh, but you know, but what, what really cool thing about this is that uh, the first set of twins was born on Mother's Day uh, weekend, and the second set was born seven years later on Father's Day weekend. Bad out. Like, so, like, God is, God is amazing like that. And so, yeah. So if you want twins, just come up here. I'll give you that Noah's Ark impartation. You know, I'll just give it to you because I ain't having no more kids, okay? We, shoot, we popping them out two for ones up in here, Scott. We popping them out two for ones, bro. You know, so, so like, nah, we, we good. We, we are good. I will give you guys that and, and, and kindly and gladly will give that uh, to you. Oh, man. Hmm. But the most important role that I have is a son. I mean, I'm a good, I, mean, I love being a father, I love being a pastor, I love being a teacher, an evangelist, and all that. That's all good, but you know what? The number one title I have is a son. You, you have to learn to be before you do. Because it's in the being, it's in the being who you are that you can do what you are. God made human beings, not human doings, right? Right? So, so we have to be first. We have to understand who we are first in, in God. And that's what I want to talk about today. See, it's a son. I'm a son. I'm a son before I'm a Democrat. I'm a son before I'm a Republican. I'm a son before I'm a conservative party, labor party. I'm a son before I'm an African-American. I'm a son first and foremost. It's because I'm a son that I can't get on social media to condemn the world. It's because I'm a son, I can't get on Facebook and just go da 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 to people. Even though I want to do da 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 but not to the world, but to the church. Because I see the church beefing and riffing and, oh, no, 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 you, you voted for, listen, in America, it's divided. Y'all know, okay? It's crazy. And everybody's like, Donald Trump and, and um, Hillary Clinton or whoever else they, they have beef with. But, man, I, I want to get on Facebook because I'm seeing things going on in the church. They're beefing in the church. And I'm like, man, God, let me just get on there real quick and just say, hey, bro, who do you think you are? Question mark, question mark, question mark. The rebuking Rambo? Question mark, question mark, question mark. This good, right? <laughs> ah, okay, backspace, backspace, backspace. That was good right there, though, right? Backspace, backspace, D delete. Live to see another day, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just get off. And then I want to get on Facebook again. I'm like, yeah, you know, let me, get, let me get on them. You know what? Bro, close your Facebook accounts and get alone with Jesus! Exclamation, 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 exclamation. That's good, right? That's good. Ah, <laughs> uh, backspace, 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 backspace. Backspace to leave. I, can, I can't see, I can't condemn the world. Listen, if, if God didn't send his son to the world to condemn the world, then why in the world would he send you? 
I can't. We can't contend the world. Why? Because we're regulated by different principles. We're regulated by different ordinances. We're regulated by a kingdom principle that will refuse to allow us to go in and act like and behave like the world. Why? Because I'm a son, and I choose to be a son first and foremost. Actually, it's who I am. I understand what I have to do, what I've been called to do, what I've been charged to do. It's who we are that fuels us into being better saints, fuels us in being better sons, better daughters of God. We've got we've to get this, guys. We are, we are sons and daughters of the Most High. God, and I want to talk about our identity for a second. I'm going to talk a little bit about our identity. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go in there and talk a little bit about who we are and who we aren't because it's imperative to know who we are before we talk about power evangelism because I'm going to be talking a lot about power evangelism, evangelism and power. But before we talk about that, let's talk about a little bit about who we are. I'm just giving you guys a little sun talk, you know, um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But tonight or today, this afternoon, we're going to talk about who we are and what we have in this life, what we have in this life. Because we got to understand something imperative, something extraordinary is that we are free from sin and alive to him. If we don't understand that we are free from sin and alive to him, then we, 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 we've got to get, get that in order to move into new territory so we can actually be more equipped, more effective in the kingdom of God, especially when it comes to evangelism. So let's pray, and we're going to go ahead and, and get it in. Lord, you, you are amazing. Papa God, I say, I just invite you into this place. I invite the angels just to have their way in this place today. Yeah, Father, I pray that there would be a strong release of revelation, a, a strong release of just receiving, receiving what it is you want to say, what you want to do. Yeah, Father, speak through me. Huh. Have your way in every way. I, I thank you, Father, for the truth of your gospel, the truth of your story, Lord. I pray, Father, that there be hearts and minds open, super open to what it is you have today, to know that you are the truth, to know that you are the way, the life, Lord. But not only that, what that actually means, Lord. And I pray that if there's anything that, that is familiar, that the familiarity never rob us from what it is you have for us to receive this afternoon. Yeah, we pray these things in your name tonight, today. Amen. Amen. Some of us, uh, I want to turn real quick to Romans 6, Romans 6, 11. It'll be on the screen, I believe, as well, too. If you don't have your Bibles or your apps, you can click there. You can turn there. Uh, just real quick, just, we're going to be camping out here just for a little while. Um, but in this passage here, we have in Romans 6, 11, Paul's first charge, and I believe in all his 
epistles that he, that he wrote. In Romans 6, 11, it says this, so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. He says so, which means that there, there's a transition phrase. Basically, everything that I've said up to this point basically is culminated to this one line here. And what's he, what did he say up until, until that point? What did he say? What, did he, what was he talking about? Where Well, Paul, man, he was unpacking some stuff, and he was basically going in um, for the Romans, and he was basically explaining to them that if you are, if you are dead with Christ, if you've joined with Christ in a death like his, and have been raised to new life in a life like his, then you must consider yourselves dead to the power of sin and alive to God. If you have been joined in a death like his, who's been baptized here? The baptized, the watery grave. The watery grave symbolized the death, the death like his. When I see, when I baptize people in my house, in my house, I keep them down for a little while. You know what I'm saying? I want to see some Jesus bubbles come up. You know, I want to make, hey, are you the only, hey, Jesus, are you the only one in there? Are you, are they dead? Okay. And then I bring them up, okay? So, so you have died with Christ. You are dead. You are in the watery grave, dead with Christ. If you have joined in his death, you have then joined in his life. And if you join in his life, you must consider yourself dead to the power of sin and alive to God in Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ is dead to the power of sin and alive to the power of God. Y'all, listen, we've got to stop being so sin conscious and become more sun conscious. I am not a sinner. Listen, I am not a sinner. I am a saint. Because why? Because the precious blood of Jesus said so. The precious blood of Jesus says so. Listen, if I resonate more with being a sinner than being a saint, I am basically saying that the death of Jesus and his precious blood that was shed on the cross at Calvary, guys, that the blood of Jesus wasn't enough to cover my sin. I am basically saying that his death was for naught if I resonate with being more of a sinner, less of a saint. And Paul is saying, guys, hey, hey, it's the other way around. We have got to understand that we are, we've died to the power of sin and we are alive to God in Christ Jesus. Why? Because you have joined in his death and his life. We've got to. We've got to know. We've got to understand this. This is some good stuff. Galatians 2.20. I don't know if I have it. I don't know if I have it on the screen, but I'm just, this is a good scripture, man. This is so good. Galatians 2.20, what's it say? I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Jesus Christ who lives in me. In the life I live in the flesh, I live by Faith to the Son of God. The life I live in the flesh, when I, when I want to just, man, there are days where I just want to smack somebody upside the head sometimes. <laughs> Did you just say that just now, bro? 
I'm dead to the power of sin. That's right. Why? Because it's no longer I who live, but Jesus Christ who lives in me. In the life I live, in the flesh I live by faith to the Son of God. Guys, if we are in Christ, we must resonate more with being a saint than being a sinner. I'm tired of all these songs talking about, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. Oh, woe is me, broken and a sinner, and I'm wretched and I'm a sinner. Sinner, 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 sinner. Stop it. You are not a sinner. You are a saint. We've got to stop being so sin conscious and become sun conscious in what he's done. He has defeated death on the cross, and we are done with sin once and for all. Guys, I was uh, doing, um, doing a little some study at my house, and I'm going to tell you right now, I've, I, I, I stumbled upon some scripture. I just want to share real quick with you in Isaiah 43, 25. This is pre-covenant, pre-new covenant. Isaiah prophesied this. This is for us to claim today. It says this, I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. Mic drop. What? He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. Come on, Psalms 103, 12. Hebrews 8, 12, what's it say? And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. I will never again remember their sins. Some people think that God is mad at us. Some people think that God is holding our sins against us. No, if you are in Christ, you are in that ark. You are in the ark of the covenant. You are in a new covenant, a better covenant, a covenant that speaks better things over your life. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? And, and, and so therefore, if you are in Christ, you have died to the power of sin and you are alive to God. But Clay... But Clay, I hear you, I hear you, but I don't feel dead to sin. In fact, I still think like sin, if I'm being honest, and I still get tempted by sin, and I'm with you. Trust me, I am so with you sometimes. Man, when I'm driving down the road, I don't know if you guys experienced this here in the UK, but when I'm driving in the States down the road and somebody just comes right in front of me driving all like they're driving Miss Daisy or something, driving all slow, it means it's driving slow. And I just have to stop. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on? They finally get over. I pass them up. I just want to give them the look of condemnation, like. <laughs> but I can't do that. Why? Because I'm a son and I'm regulated by new authorities. I'm regulated by a heavenly government. And so I bless them. I don't curse them, I bless them. Why? Because I'm a son. But man, do I want to ever give them that look of condemnation. I'm like, oh man, no, no, but I'm a son. And, and, and check it out. We're not, they're not two natures dueling inside of us. It's one new nature. Why? Because he gave us one new heart. He gave us one new heart. The rest of that has to be worked out through the renewing of our minds. The reason why we may think like sin and henceforth want to sin is because we need to renew this thing up here. We have a new heart, but we need to renew this thing up here. Hey, listen, when Adam and Eve were, were, were kicking it in the garden, right, and Eve said, you know, he was, she was having a conversation with the snake. First of all, stop having a conversation with snakes. 
What are we doing talking to the snake? See what I'm saying? She's talking to a snake. If I was Adam, I'm like, baby girl, stop talking to the snake. And if she turned around and handed me the apple, like, hey, I took a bite. You eat of the fruit. I'm going to be like, get out of here, girl. That snake gave it to you. If it was me. Adam was like, okay. But, in, but anyway, what, I, what I'm saying, rewind, rewind. So Eve comes to the tree. She's not in sin. There's no sin in her. She's a new nature. All things brand new, son. Like, you know what I'm saying? They in the garden getting it in. You know what I'm saying? Buck naked and all that. Living life, you know what I'm saying? They doing their thing on in the garden. She walks up all, you know, all up on a tree, talking to the snake. And she's desiring something that the snake says she's missing out on. The first conversation between the, the enemy and man was a, was a conversation based on lies. I'm missing out on something. Oh, wait, I can be like God? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm already like God, but wait, I can be like God? Hmm. The point I'm trying to make is this. She had no sin, but yet desired sin. She had no sin, but yet wanted sin. It's possible for us to still want sin, think like sin, or be tempted by sin, even though we have no sin. I'm going to say that again, okay? It's possible for us to, I don't know, to fall on this thing. This thing's like a trap door right here. <laughs> it's possible to still want sin, still think like sin, still be tempted by sin, but have no sin. There, 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 that, 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 that possibility exists. It existed in the garden. It exists today, guys. So we must renew our minds. The, 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 the reason why, the number one reason why we want sin, we want to think like sin, we want to be tempted like sin, is because we've got to renew our minds. We got to renew our minds to the truth that will keep our butts and set our butts free rather than the lie that keeps us bound. We have got to renew our mind to the truth that keeps us free than the lie that can keep us bound, y'all. And if we are in a new creation, guys, then we have the ability to think like Christ. Why? Because in 1 Corinthians 2, 16, it says we have the mind of Christ. And if we have the mind of Christ, we can think like Christ and henceforth live victoriously like Christ. Let's talk a little bit about renewing our mind. What's this look like? In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, <clears throat> this is good, guys. We destroy every argument and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, basically all kinds of lies and destruction, destructive voices from the enemy, against the knowledge of God to take every thought captive to obey Christ. We have the power, because we have the mind of Christ, to take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ in us. Remember, I've been crucified with Christ. I have no long, I'm no longer living, but Jesus Christ who lives in me. Take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. 2 Timothy 3, 16. How am I doing on time? Someone talk to me. Okay, let me know. Let me know if I'm, if I'm running low. 
Okay, I want to just bless my boy Scott, because Scott's coming up next, y'all. Listen, listen. When Scott, when Scott comes up, who's heard Scott, Scott speak and share? I've never heard Scott speak and share, so I'm super excited to hear this man share and speak. Listen, it's going to go down, y'all, so give it up for my bro, Scott, real quick. I just want to bless the honor right now on my man. So I don't want to encroach on any of his time, but let me know, um, sound guys, if I'm, if I'm coming like a 10-minute mark. So, so, second, so we could take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Second scripture I want to bring up, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says this, all scripture is breathed by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, and the man of God, that that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Listen, he's saying that we're gonna, he's going to equip us for every good work, y'all. So listen, if the word of God is going to equip us for every good work, I, and I got weapons of righteousness on my right hand and on my left, and I can take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ, then I can walk like a boss. I can walk like a conqueror. I can walk like a warrior because I got Jesus Christ as my partner. I got Jesus Christ as my big bro and Holy Spirit in my corner and Papa God who got me. Why? I can renew my mind. I can renew my mind. So then when, when the depression hits, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, Oh, you're not this enough. Oh, you're not that enough. Oh, you ain't qualified. Or, or, or you know what? He's better than you. She's better than you. You start comparing yourself. You start getting depressed. And you start getting all alone and all afraid. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I can live in this place because I'm biting into the lie. I'm eating the fruits of the lie. And I can start thinking more like sin because of the thoughts that are coming in. The thoughts that are coming in. Depression getting me woozy. Or I can think to myself, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's Ephesians 2.10 say? Wait a minute, what's Ephesians 2.10 say? Oh, I'm a masterpiece to God. I'm a masterpiece to God. Take that two-piece, sucker. Take that two-piece, sucker. And I'm good. And now I can walk like a champion. I'm walking like a boss from victory to victory, from breakthrough to breakthrough on them. Let's go. What? Then, oh, man, more lies come. I got more lies hitting my brain. I got more lies trying to come back into my heart. I'm not a son. Wait a minute, you're not really a son. Are you a legitimate heir to the throne? You're not legit. Oh, wait, wait, am I legitimate? Wait a minute, John 1.12. What's John 1.12 say? It says, all those who believe, he's given rights to be sons and daughters of God. Let's go. Let's go. And I give them more, more. What am I doing? I'm throwing hands on them because when the enemy comes in like a flood, what am I doing? I'm going to raise a standard against it. I'm going to raise the word of God against it. Every time the lies come, I raise the word of God to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That's what it means to renew our mind. That's what it means to make, to make us renew our mind. I got Kanye West playing me and my Chick-fil-A clothes on Sunday. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to renew my mind to the word of God. He has equipped us and empowered us 
to walk like a boss in every way possible, in every way. And another way to renew your mind, a good way to renew your mind is through confession. And I ain't talking about confessing your sins one to another. That, that's, that's biblical and that's good. I'm not talking about that type of confession. I'm talking about confessing who you are in Christ. Every morning I have um, something up on my, on my, on my um, mirror and I see it every morning. It tells me who I am. It reminds me of who I am in Christ, that, that, that I'm a son of God. And I'm, I got, it's, it's, it's a lot of different things, scriptural promises over my life that was spoken over me, that I read and I found, et cetera. But here's the deal. I don't know if you've done confession or not, but I want to do that right now together as a group, if it's possible. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to say some things, release some things to you. And I want you to repeat them back. And if you don't agree with it, you don't even have to say it. But if you do, I want you to say it with all of your heart. I want you to speak it out loud, not private, not me, 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 me. I want you to speak it like you got some authority, like you believe what you're saying. And I want you to sense how you're feeling after you speak those things, okay? So everybody stand up for me. We're going to stand up and do this. It goes a little something like this. Repeat after me, okay? Ready? I am a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. I am pure and blameless. I'm pure and blameless. Gifted with the mind of Christ. And qualified to be co-heir with Christ. I am God's masterpiece. His most prized possession. I am the apple of God's eye, <clears throat> who's called as a kingdom ambassador. I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. More than a conqueror, dead to the power of sin, and alive to the glory of God. And by the grace of God, and by the grace of God, I am who God says I am. I am who God says I am. Give it up, give it up, give it up for the Lord. Give it up to the Lord. You can be seated if you want. <clears throat> if you're just feeling like mighty, you need to walk around. You can go ahead, you know what I mean? Do, do you. But how's that feel? Feeling okay? Confession is a powerful tool that we can use to remind us who we are in Christ, especially when the lies come in and the thoughts come in and try to rob us from our security, rob us from our position, rob us from our joy, our peace, whatever. This is, this is important. The confession is a powerful tool that we can use, but only gets better. See, not only have we been called to live, y'all want me to preach like this for the rest of the time? <laughs> not only have we been called to, to, to be free from sin, but we've been called to live alive to God. See, we've got to understand the rudimentary truths of who we are first. And once we do, man, the life that we have in Christ is unbelievable. It's incredible. It's a whole new world. 
Don't you dare close your eyes. You know, I'm going to have to get Scott to finish that rest of the day. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, come on, man, to sing. We got to do a duet together or something. You know what I mean? Let's go. <clears throat> but, but, but we living alive to God, it's so good. We are not just free from sin just for the sake of being free from sin. We are free from sin to cry out freedom from the mountaintops. To cry out freedom in the schools, freedom in the universities, freedom in the neighborhoods, freedom in the households. We are free to free others. Because free men, what? Free others. Listen, when we know we're free, the life that we have to God, it, it just grows better and better. Check out Matthew 7. Matthew 7, to, uh, 11, excuse me, not 7. <clears throat> I'm not trying to keep knocking and keep pressing in yet. I'm, I'm going to get to that. But Matthew 11 is, is so good. There's something that can slip under the radar if we're not careful with this thing. So <clears throat> in Matthew 11:4. so just to lay some context, John the Baptist, he's in jail. It is not looking good for him. He is like just, he's, he's not in a good spot. And he's like, hey, disciples, I want you guys to go holler at Jesus for me. Go talk to him and ask him. Ask him if he's truly the Messiah. Are you truly the Messiah? Now, I don't know if John was having, you know, moments of, 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 of unbelief or, or what. Doesn't, it's not made clear. But what is made clear is that he sent his disciples to go ask Jesus if he's the real deal. And his disciples... They all go, like, yeah, no doubt, let's go. They run up on Jesus. Yo, Jesus! Yo, bro, are you the real deal? Are you, are you the Messiah that, you know, we've been, we, we've been, you know, expecting all this time? And in Matthew 11, Jesus responds, and this is really good. Check it out. It says this, and Jesus answered them, go and tell John what you hear and see. Go and tell him what you hear and see, Jesus is always commissioning people to go tell something, isn't he? I love how he's commissioning people to go tell. He commissioned women, too, to go tell. Go tell it on the mount. You know, let's go. That's two-thirds of my name, son. Go. Some people got that. <laughs> yeah, you got that. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. Whoa. He, he went in on what he was doing. I'm not, hey, this is verification and authentication. Authentication? Is that even a word? No, it is now. Thank you. Authentication. So on what? You know. It's verified and authenticated that I'm the son of God. Why? Because what you see, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. Remember the mandate that was fulfilled or that was called out on my life, the charge that I had on my life, the Isaiah 61 mandate? What's it say? The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to, and to the, uh, in the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor is here. 
In John, 1 John 3, 8, it says that he came so that he may destroy the works of the enemy. This is the same charge that was passed along, guys, to all sons and daughters. Jesus is basically saying, hey, yes, I'm the Messiah, because all these works that you see done are being done. This is, the prophecies are true. If I wasn't the Messiah, none of these things would be happening. Listen, these signs, wonders, miracles verify my position as Messiah verifies my nature, verifies who I am. And all the things that I have done, I'm going to be giving to sons and daughters to do as well, too. That's how you know that you are a follower of Jesus, because signs, wonders, miracles follow all who believe. They follow all who believe. So there's proclamation and there's demonstration. There's demonstration and proclamation. That's what you can go back and tell John. Hey, I'm not just preaching the gospel with my, gospel with my lips. I'm preaching the gospel with my life. There's, there's two things to this thing. There's proclamation and there's demonstration. In 1 Corinthians 4.20, it says this, for the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk, but it's living in God's power. The kingdom of God is not about just consists of a lot of talk, but it's also living by God's power. So guys, the Christian life, here's what I glean from this. The Christian life is meant to live naturally, be lived naturally, supernaturally. It's, it's, it's about naturally supernatural presence. It's about stepping into this naturally supernatural lifestyle. If we want to adequately represent God, it's not only about proclamation, although proclamation's good, but it's not about just proclamation but demonstration. Because get, listen, the gospel without the, the, the gospel with just words without power is not the full gospel. But power without the words, without the word. It's not the full gospel. We've got to have a complete gospel. 